Hello, Garage fam. It is Garage Talk. I'm Garage Guy Chase. I'm joined with Dale Tanhart. And today on Garage Talk, uh, for the second time in history, we have a driver that is not a NASCAR driver on this show. And we're very excited about this one. It's our, our, our old pal, Scotty Mack, Scott McLaughlin, driver of the number three, Team Penske, Chevy Delara in the IndyCar series. Um, Scott, thank you so much for taking the time with us today. We we are glad that you're here. Yep. Good day, lads. Thanks for having me. I think uh, we first met whilst we were pretty cross-eyed at, at the middle of a nightclub. Um, you know, and it's fantastic that I can manage to, uh, you know, get get a little relationship, continue it going. Obviously, you're good friends with my mate Connor Daly, and I know Ryan Blaney's been on the show a few times, and um, yeah, like it's uh, it's it's good to be here, and and hopefully I can provide some. Uh, entertainment for your listeners <laughs> dude so that was that was a very fun weekend that was the nascar indycar crossover uh that arcade bar uh what's what is that arcade bar called an indy that's uh, where one it up, started level up six wait six, 16 bit 16 bit I think. that's it 16 bit exactly yeah, well, yeah what's yeah, that's a good spot that, that's what's like, like go-to pre-drinks basically right yeah there. a good pre-game spot what is yeah, like yeah. your favorite what's like your favorite spot in indy while we're on that subject because in i've been indy? an indie guy forever yeah yeah um i haven't been around that much i mean you go to night big nightclubs envy isn't it so you go there yeah. and party, but um i don't know there's a lot of um i mean we've been up in like carmel before it's like pretty nice up there too um but downtown indy Oh man, I'd go for anything. We went, I took uh, my team before the Indy 500 to Fogo de Chao there. It did, it, it was fire. That was awesome. I know it's a chain, but it was like, it was awesome. Drinks wise, mate, take me anywhere. I'll be fine. Yeah. Envy. Love that. That club. Oh, the Oakmont. You know what? The there. Oakmont. The Oakmont. That's, that's the, that's the spot. I love that place. It's a, uh, I've been there a few times with Connor um yeah really good spot um for anyone that wants to drink some food there good food good drinks yeah write it down for may everybody the oakmont that's where we're going the oakmont mm-hmm. yeah I'll, I'll be there for the food for sure now i was gonna say envy man we got we got spoiled over there it's always a good spot to be at it's uh the thing that trips me out the most about that place is the the mirrors in the bathrooms yeah, yeah that, they've been wild, aren't they? yeah it's pretty wild man it's just like you're just sitting there like if you're pee shy dude you're fucked like there's oh, no you're done. Yeah, yeah there's no, yeah, the, no turning back the but first time the night that um cold and herder came out of a cake in the middle of the dance floor you remember that yeah wait who's uh, oh yeah was it his was, birthday was it his no, birthday? It was connor's mate deepu's birthday it was deepu yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and deepu's uh, a good guy Oh, legend, legend, and knows nearly everyone in Indy. It's crazy. He does. Yeah, um, he, he's he's so fun to be around, man. We've yeah. we've had some good times with old Deepu. Yeah, massive Rick Mears fan. That guy like rolls off stats like like it's on the edge of his tongue. It's crazy. He's a fantastic human being. Him and a couple of the other guys that he runs with. So they're always uh very hospitable, very very down to chill. So we love that. But mm-hmm. yeah, we had some uh we've had some fun times. I'll never forget too. We were. So we're talking about you and on the subject of you, like you're from New Zealand. I remember like one thing you were telling me about was I was asking about your shirt. It was Garfield. You were like a big Garfield <laughs> yeah. fan. You were like, well, growing up in New Zealand, it's like we, you know, we just had like Garfield. It was like all it was on TV. Like, was that, I can't was remember. that real? Yeah, I can't remember what I was saying to you, but I think, um, I, yeah, I had a, I remember that shirt and that thing was absolutely done after that night, but, um, it was, uh, it was one of my favorite shirts, but big Garfield fan. I mean, many people know what Garfield is. 
um, Puma did a collaboration there. So I just jumped on board and uh, and, and got one of those um, online. Uh, and Do you then have just, a cat? Are you a cat guy? I, I originally was a cat guy. Like in terms of my family, my dad had always had cats. And then when I was a kid, we got cats. And then we eventually got a dog. And it was the best thing we ever did. So I'm probably cat and dog. I don't mind them. I don't mind cats, but I'm more of a dog guy now. No, right. I know. I know. Uh, Dale's a big dog guy. Does a lot with the dogs. Yeah, my like, family does a lot with dogs. I like cats too. Now I used to like hate cats growing up, but they're actually my wife hates them. My wife hates cats. So they're so that, that explains it. That's why you don't I, have cats. Cats yeah. are just so easy, dude. They're they're so they're they are a lot easier to to kind of mm. take care of. But I, there's definitely less personality in my experience with cats. Oh, I agree. Dogs. Like dogs. Oh, I mean, there's some people that say, oh, that, that their cats are like, you know. They're pretty cool. They come and hang out and whatnot. But then I've known cats that I don't. You don't even see them. They just oh, they pop in. Oh, that's our cat. We see them every once in a while. Right. Yeah, yeah it's different. They can take they're care on... of themselves. They don't even need us. You know. Yeah. Yeah. They're on their own wave. It's weird too. I was just doing like some some studying. I found out that cats have like three percent consciousness compared to dogs at seven percent, which I didn't see coming. Because you would want to think that like. You know, I've been doing a lot of big data science, by the way, Scott. I've been, yeah. been very busy in the lab. Um, Respect that. Respect yeah, that. but that was that was a wild stat. Uh, I, I, I didn't see that coming at all. So the pretty yeah. stiff sort of four percent different there. So different. So it's interesting, you know, where they, you know, how that affects their consciousness. Consciousness, right? It's a little bit yeah. different. Yeah, it's it's weird, man. So I I will say that I, I do like the cats, but you know the dogs. Every dog has his day. We have a dog. I have a basset hound. Um, and uh, Dale told me when I got him that they, it was going to be the most annoying dog in the world. And uh, it kind of turned out that uh, he is. He likes to bite my hand. He wants to run away with it like a bone. So mm -hmm. this is the first time that I've I've experienced that with a dog in my entire life. So Ben, great. We're making they're progress. They're so fucking loud, dude. They're yeah. so <laughs> loud. Like when you have that. a seven-year-old, it doesn't really help. But uh, oh, okay. But, yeah. But I will say this, uh, with the New Zealand deal, you know, even though that kind of tied in weird, I was going to ask, so just a random question. Do, do you like Lord? Does everyone in New Zealand listen to Lord? Well, I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. I've got a few of her songs on my Spotify account. Um, but I, I, I wouldn't say I go out of my way to go to a concert or anything like that. I think she's, she's all right. I mean, She's had a couple of bangers here and there, but I, I don't think, um, no, New Zealand aren't like, oh my God, we love Law because she's from New Zealand. I Who mean, she's, love she's, music she's very young. Yeah. Like, who's the big New Zealand musicians that we might, that America doesn't need to know they need to be put on to? Because Lord kind of like stole the cake. Yeah. Yep. Uh, New Zealand musicians. I should know this, but I don't, I mean, no, I don't. I, I can't. Not off the top of my head, man. All right. Know. So that that leads me to this. New Zealand, it's like for me, it's Scotty yep. Mac and Lord. So Scotty Mac, Lord. I'm. I mean, I'm happy with that. Let's forget okay. it. I mean, Lord is definitely below me. Yeah, for sure. No, no, no doubt. But no. I. Okay. Um, let's just say I'm your favorite New Zealand race driver. That's a pretty big deal. Did All they right. also? Didn't they also film Lord of the Rings in New Zealand? Is that yeah. is that true? Now that I think that goes above Lord for me, you know. Yeah, well, I never watched Lord of the Rings, funny enough. But I, wow. my mum and dad, do you know Hobbiton? You know, like like all like the, the it's like um there's like the, a little city that was basically where they filmed all the Hobbit stuff, and that 
and that is literally five minutes from my house in New Zealand. So those houses are real. Yeah. Yeah, they are. Like the whole set is real. Like you can go there and it's like all miniature stuff and yeah, it's crazy. That is actually badass. You're but I'm, dude. Not, but I'm not into it. That's, That's crazy. crazy. Right. That's oh, crazy. I'm right into like Love Game of Thrones, uh House of Dragon, right into that. I just never got into Lord of the Rings. I I should start. I probably should start. Yeah. Man, right. I know yeah. a lot of people don't fuck with elves, dude. I mean, that's yeah. kind of like what what they're like considered hobbits. You know? everything yeah. see this thing for me is like everything after lord of the rings which i saw it early when i was like five years old right and was obsessed felt like yeah. everything in that like fantasy type of field just felt like a lord of the rings spinoff that's kind of yeah. why i have never watched game of thrones really because i watched the first couple episodes and was like eh, this is a this is a yeah. spinoff of lord of the rings like hands getting chopped off and shit it was like crazy but like yeah like the thing is with um like uh like lord of the rings is you know I'm, i I was sort of not really into it when i was a kid like I, I really struggled struggled like to fantasize like that sort of like troll i could fantasize plenty of things when i was young don't worry about that but like there was definitely things <laughs> that i like you know like like trolls and stuff there was you know it was crazy um but i just literally just finished watching um harry potter that i've only just got through all those now and that's pain for me yeah, you love Harry Potter. My wife does, and she made me watch every one of them, like in 2016, and I just agreed to it. I was like, it was like our child was like one years old, and like one weekend, she's like, let's just binge them, and mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, and I was I was just not impressed. I don't know. I read yeah. the books when I was a kid. I'm not I, a Harry Potter guy either. I yeah, I never read the books because I can't get my mind going. I just don't have the imagination. But I I, I think the, the 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 reason I just watched Harry Potter was just I just. Well, everyone, there's so many people have watched it, so I'm just gonna watch it. And we just did you, it. But, yeah. did you like it? Did you like him? Yeah, I mean, I did, I liked like Game of Thrones better and stuff, but I didn't. I yeah, I'm I'm low key Harry Potter guy, which makes me think: do I do I try Lord of the Rings? So maybe I think I think I think you should, but it's very time consuming. You might have to wait. Yeah. Might have to wait till next year at this rate because they. Yeah, I don't. Take I, don't I don't have the patience as well. I struggle a little yeah. bit with. Um, it sounds yeah. like you're like a wizard spells guy. I'm a big wizard spells guy. I'm I'm big I'm big into Knights of the Round Table, like you know, like Merlin, like OG wizards, you know. Yeah, yeah, the OGs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I get you. I mean, you gotta I, have, like, you gotta I, have I appreciate the magic. That. I appreciate magic and mm-hmm. spells. I Me too, man. Magic. I love that shit. That. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, like, dude. It's real yeah. too. Mental, yeah. you know. I mean, so, I, I'd love to like run through a wall and then get on an imaginary train and go to the like go to the hogwarts museum like or play sick. quidditch yeah like imagine that 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 that, that would be that, sick that would be sick. Like, that's a like that's a tough game like they hit hard and like will die like it's have, full on have you, you seen know, that they really do that they really have like quidditch tournaments like colleges sure. and stuff yeah they have yeah. they actually have quidditch as like a class at a lot of universities which is crazy really? yeah my school that. a class oh. Mississippi State, Mississippi State had it. I'm pretty sure. Yes. Wow. Yeah, wow. I've seen it. At, I've seen it at a bunch of different universities where you can like do Quidditch. I can't remember if they what they classified as, but I'm sure somebody, people in the comments, can can it must be like, PE, like physical phys ed, like phys, uh, physical education. But that, dude, yeah, like they'll have fucking brooms and shit, just just running around. I swear. Adam. That's a big school too. Like that's, that's crazy. Well, that's, that's Mississippi a- State. That's what blows my mind. Yeah, like, that's now, going down. I'll that's have to check back about Mississippi State. I'll have to check back, but I'm pretty sure when I was there, I remember seeing it. But I have for sure seen it 
at some um, universities. It is yeah. a bit. Maybe we should do that. Like one race weekend. We just get the guys together. We'll just we'll yeah. start on a quidditch match in the infield of a racetrack. Oh yeah, give me a bat and I'd love to go after a couple of the other drivers for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm writing that down. Well, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you one thing. Um one thing that's a lot a little bit like Quidditch to me that I'm not I'm not that familiar with like how to play it or never have played it is uh the Australian Supercar Series, which is what you raced in and you were a three-time champion in. Shout yeah. out to the number 3. You you do ride for the number 3. There's a lot of 3 energy. We'll we'll get yeah. into that, but this Australian Supercar like so like what are the major differences for, for like for just for like in the for like for dummies version? Like if okay. someone has never watched it, they're like a NASCAR fan, IndyCar fan, uh, whatever. Like, how would you explain it? Okay, so the 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 new car that NASCAR has is basically a supercar, like very close to a supercar. So that that's what we used to run in Australia. So you could basically say that it's the NASCAR of Australia, New Zealand, without turning like doing ovals you could say that um it's our premier motorsport in australia and new zealand um you know it's it's really like people you know make a career a very good career out of racing down under there um it's it's you know very yeah it's pretty high regarded all, all over the world um and but yeah we mainly we only race on on road and street tracks um so similar kind of to the IndyCar where we obviously we do a couple of ovals here and there but the the there's not much differences to NASCAR though the supercar wise like it's a it's a very heavy car lots of power very loud um you can you know beat and bang on other people um you know it's it's a it's a really tough category and um yes with some really really good teams in it as well yeah so it's interesting watching all the road course action in NASCAR this year if you go watch just i mean slivers of highlights of supercars mm. the road course racing action was very similar to what you see in a typical supercar race i thought and my knowledge of supercars is very low i've i've seen uh, i know the premier event is like the Bathurst 1000 yeah. mm-hmm. uh, and and i've just always thought they look so fun yeah everything about it they look so fun to so fun to drive right Oh, they're wicked cars. That's that track up there is actually Bathurst. That one there, but I've got it on my. Oh, wall. how about that? Love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got that one, and then I got Indy on this side. But um, uh, it's you know that is our like Bathurst is our Daytona five hundred, our Indianapolis five hundred. It's our biggest event. Um, you know the the racing. Yeah, it's just it's awesome. You can you know probably one thing about our cars they're probably a little bit more um agile they can sort of move around a bit more like a gt car a little bit more downforce and a few things um but yeah ultimately it's it's very similar racing to what you see now in nascar on the road courses um there's just probably more people that have been doing road courses and street courses their whole lives compared to like guys and girls over here that have done ovals their whole lives and now they've just started to dabble a little bit into road courses and they're starting to learn the ranks and you know, you had like a guy like Kimi Raikkonen come out like for the Watkins Glen and he was running pretty good, like running decent. And there was guys like Blaney and stuff that were following him in the wet, especially and learning stuff off him, where I think that would be the same. Like if someone like Shane Van Gisbergen, who's like the, he's like the, the champion right now, he's just won two championships in a row. Like if he come over to NASCAR, which I really think there's a very high chance he could with the project 91 stuff. Um, 
I think he would be like really, really fast because it's just, yeah, it's just his kettle of fish. And by the way, this race we're talking about, the Bathurst 1000, is a 620-mile race, which is yeah. like unheard of in a premier uh, series road course race. And you won it back in 2019. And one thing I, I really didn't know is that you guys have co-drivers, right? Like, mm -hmm. do you guys alternate in every single race or just for these longer endurance races? No, so Bathurst is the they Bathurst, and then sometimes they have like a 500 kilometer um, race, which is the half the distance. Uh, you know, before that, the um, before Bathurst is a warm up, but you, you do those races as a co-driver combo. So my co-driver when I won Bathurst was um, Alex Premo. He's a French guy. He now lives in LA. Um, you know, pretty well known in the you know, sort of open wheel touring car ranks. Um, he was actually teammate for lewis hamilton back in the day uh raced um raced gp2 or the formula 2 category for many years and just didn't get a shot in formula one but he came back to supercars raced with me and yeah we won bathurst and should have really won it a couple more times too it was it, we missed out just by a little bit and it was an awesome you know we had an awesome partnership but yeah you you do it's like a seven hour race you're you know you're back and forth um i normally would start the race and then alex would jump in for a couple for an hour or so and then i'd get back in and he'd get back in and then I'd would, I would traditionally I would finish with like a three and a half, four hour stint to finish the race, which was um, always a lot of fun. There was always lots of stuff going on, fuel saving and whatnot. It was, a, it's an awesome race at everyone and a track that is so unique. Like there's nothing like it in the world. Like there's so many blind corners. The elevation is crazy. Um, it's just incredible. And, and highly recommend like you guys ever to go, if you went down under, like go to Bathurst, like it's, the camp, there's campers like it's, it's just a party it's an amazing event and something that should be on the bucket list for every motorsport fan dude Got i want to go down Got under to be. so bad i, mm -hmm. I want to go i've like fantasized about australia for a long time sounds yeah. like a great spot um love it i i think i just realized what the series is so they race holden commodores don't they yes yeah, uh yeah they used to like they've just gone to like the chevy camaro now for this year um, uh, RIP to the Holdens. Yeah. That's my last name. So I felt yeah. like I was yeah, obliged yeah. to have one of those cars. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I needed one. But I think I remember a video a while back. Didn't Daryl Waltrip ride with somebody going yeah. like stupid fast? And he was like screaming. And that, that was like the whole like premise of like Ricky Bobby, of like the character, yeah. I think. Yeah. It was like everything that Ricky Bobby really consisted of. It was crazy. But Daryl Waltrip, he went around. And like at Bathurst, because it's so dangerous, they don't normally do rides in a supercar there. They, they normally put an, never put a passenger in there. So they put him in and he was one of the first people that I've seen go around there in a supercar um, beside someone. And it was so funny, the video. I think it was like 2011 yeah. or something. It was like hilarious. Oh, my God. All right. So that, I've never that seen resonates. That. Yeah. That's badass. When did that happen? What year? How long ago was that? Uh, yeah, 20, 2011, I think. It was like just before I did my first Bathurst, yeah. Ah, uh, okay. First year out of high school for me. Wild times. Yeah. Yeah. You were you were about that same age. I mean, you're the same age, I think. So yeah. Yeah, what are you 29? Uh just I'm third about to be 31. Oh, okay, yeah. So yeah, you're a year up on me. He he's old, dude. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's on the same age, Crazy, mate. man. He's got a little bit ahead of me. I'm still that guy watching football, like, damn, like these dudes are like children. Like isn't that NFL. weird though? Like there's some there's some like I Colton come over and stayed at my house in Australia, Australia for like just a, a week or so, just gone. And he Colton heard her I'm talking about, and he said 
I'm like, oh, how old are you? He's like, oh, I'm 20, uh, 22. I'm like, oh, okay. So he's like, it's easy for me. I'm I'm born in the year 2000. I'm like, oh my God, that's so weird. Like, that's like, where like, it hurts. You know, Dude, he's a... Remember, a, I remember a, like, the happy new year for millennium and everyone thought the bloody world was going to end. Yeah. I'm, I'm, Y2K, like, baby. With, yeah, I'm hanging out with Colton, having a beer like drinking with this kid that was born in 2000 <laughs> and that's wow, so man. that is so weird to me because i'm i'm going on 27 this year and yeah. my little brother is was born in 2000 and that yeah. it's just so weird like seeing him even yeah. drink it just blows my mind dude time is just constantly it's scary, it's, it's yeah. scary man like i thought i was like 21 like not long ago it's just and everyone says oh creep up on you and you're like yeah whatever you blink here we are here we are i like the times now i feel like we grew up in like between like 2010 and 2015 was kind of like looking back it was just kind of like this strange period of time yeah and like now i think the world's pretty cool like like things that you can do now and travel and 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 like the the social media even though sometimes it can be bad as well like it's pretty cool like you can see so many cool things now and i feel like there's so many trends going around that you know like even though sometimes they're bad, but like TikTok trends and stuff, like, you know, people bar hopping and stuff and, and doing bits and pieces. Like I, I saw this trend the other day, people dressed up as, as golfers and went to 18 different bars, like pretending it was golf. And then it was like, yeah, that was oh, like, like the bar had, hops. Yeah. But you, you had like two beers and that made you two under kind of thing, you know, and, and whoever ah. won in that. And you could only be in the bar for like 20 minutes, kind of like a, how long you're on a hole for. Yeah. And um, yeah, it was, it was pretty funny. We ran TikTok. into some girls doing that, Dale. I don't know if you remember that. That was like somewhere outside of Alabama. It was like at a Hooters. Weren't they at Hooters? I think that was just yeah. there. I think they were pre-gaming for uh, like a, like a swap or something. They, it was like the golf pros tennis hose thing you know that theme or whatever she was telling me they were like doing a crawl or something like that but similar but like your point your point scott like yeah like the the trends and stuff like the technology is just like i wanted this at 21 you know what i mean yeah but we got it when we got it and that's why we're we are where we are so i feel like people are definitely different nowadays Mm -hmm. and like like it's going from differences talking about changes in life i mean you going from supercar series to indycar did you see that coming? Was that something that like you wanted? Like, did you, were you like after that, like was IndyCar the one? Because like you said, it seems like the NASCAR car now would be similar to the supercar. Like was NASCAR an option at any point or was it just always, I want to get in the spaceship car? Yeah, no, look, I, I always thought that I was associated with Penske down under, obviously. And I always thought that they would, the natural progression for me would be NASCAR. And it wasn't until like 2019, um, you know, Tim Sindrick, president of Penske Racing, and Roger, he sort of come up to me and said, hey, would you ever consider IndyCar? And I mean, I've always watched IndyCar since I was a kid. They said, like, the lifestyle is a little different. It's not as much time on the road. You know, it, it could suit you a little bit better, very similar to the supercars, more road and street tracks, couple ovals, you race in the Indy 500. Like, it's there was plenty of cool things going on. And like I said, I had watched IndyCar's and I was, I was a fan of it. I was still watching, you know, at that time, I think uh, Joseph won the championship that year in 2019. Like I was watching it pretty avidly. And when he saw it, said it, I'm like, yeah, I mean, do you think like, I'm, I feel like I have to be a jockey. Like, I feel like I have to be small to get in one of these cars. And they're like, no, 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 you'd be right. And and they were right. Sure enough, it, it, it just it happened. And I'm so grateful. Like I, I love IndyCar. I love 
the the life that we have here now like it's not like we're not a hundred percent on the road all the time as much as i love being on the road like we, we we have our off weekends two or three weeks sometimes um and and you just have a lifestyle away from the track too which i really like and um you know play golf and do bits and pieces and and it's yeah it's fun um but yeah did never sort of envision that you know i probably would have been as successful as I have been early, like I've, it's been great last year having a few wins and stuff and it really sort of cemented me and yeah, I've just got to keep working harder because I really think we can have a good run at the track championship this year. Speaking of the Cendricks, uh behind me here, I love introducing everybody to this. I have a betting program, a motorsports betting program. I'm going to have IndyCar drivers pictures this year, but this mm-hmm. is uh, Tim Cendricks' son right here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In a, in a really bad spot on the, on the betting side of things. Me and Austin yeah. Cendrick have a great, I wouldn't even I I wouldn't even say love hate. It's 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 a hate relationship because oh, no. he's cost he's costed me a lot of money. You went on him for the five hundred last year? No, I did not. And I had Blaney, and he kind of walled him at the end. We had, we actually yeah. asked Blaney about that. We asked Blaney. Yeah. We, were, we I was like, uh, you know, I'm sure you guys like he made up. Y'all have made up or whatever. He's apologized to you. I was like, do you think Austin should apologize to me too for costing me my four hundred one k? And he was yeah. like, "Yeah, for sure. Like he should he should apologize." So we're he trying to we're, we're trying to get as many people as possible to to hop on this train of blaming Austin Cindric. You know, yeah, yeah I, I, think, I think Austin should apologize. It's only only fair. I had a dude that I was walking down Gaslin Alley before Indy Five Hundred last year, and he yelled out to me, "He's like, good luck, Scott. Uh, I got twenty grand on you for the win." <laughs> like, I was like, "No pressure." And then I crashed. Yeah, now that. <laughs> I was like, oh, yep, my bad. But I didn't see that guy again, thankfully, because he probably would have punched me in the face. That's his oh, fault, had, dude. dude. You ain't I got nothing to do with that. I'll tell you one. nothing to do with that. No, I, I love it, though. I love betting on IndyCar, man. That, that was fun. I think I think our our worst beat was probably the Bomberito uh, 500 last year because we had you did and you? we had – Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. We did have you there. Else? Oh, I think I remember you guys telling me that before the start. Yeah, because, yeah. dude, yeah, we were, like, infatuated, which my, our next question uh, kind of relates to this. But I will say I had you at Nashville. That was a heartbreaker. That was oh, a heartbreaker. God. I had you. Um, Nashville and Gateway. Like, those, Nashville, like, we got screwed, like, three times, and we still come back and nearly won. And then Portland, oh, like, uh, crazy. Portland um, Gateway, like, we uh, – if that rain didn't come, we were – cruising so it was like yep. 40 to go in front we'll be fine oh yeah so. we were we were doing a rain dance we were like hoping they were gonna call it but i forgot yeah, like, oh, i forgot that they had the rain bad memories yeah yeah, yeah. i wish they well, called it because i don't want to get going again but. so gateway gateway was really fun and, and we love the people at worldwide technology raceway um and of course yes we we got to meet you well we met you before but we met joseph there too after he had yeah. won that race but we were we were on team number three all day long, and we were very infatuated with the Thirsty Threes slogan. And I actually don't know, like, where did this come from? Where did the Thirsty Threes come yeah. from, and why did it become such a thing for you? Uh, I, I I asked my engineer last year. I was like, hey man, I, like we need a hashtag. Like, let's get us like they used to have. Um, uh, he was the engineer for Simon Pagano in the twenty two car, and it was like twenty two to the front or something like that. Two to the front, I can't remember what it was, but it was quite a good hashtag. I'm like, oh, or something like that. He just come back, and I, I think he was on the gas at that point, and he's just like, uh, I, 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 we should call it hashtag thirsty threes. I'm like, I kind of like that because like we're thirsty for like just wins and fun and just getting after for it. More, and but in general, 
as yeah, a yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah, do it for Dale. And at the end of the day, we just were like, you know, let's get it done. And honestly, Lee Diffie's got onto it on the commentary, like, like fans are like yelling out thirsty trees along with bus bros and stuff too. It's like it's nuts, but um, yeah, it's it's become a very good hashtag and and um something that you know now it's actually like we have like a team like building exercise to start the year and it's like a honorary thing now to be a thirsty three like it's a, it's a proper deal now in the shop which is pretty cool i know exactly what i'm doing for the first indycar race that uh that that i do select you to win i'm going to take three just bottles of water and just chug them immensely just like right here because i'm not a beer guy i'll do the bud Budweiser zeros and stuff but yeah, i'm not a big yeah. alcohol guy yeah but i'm just gonna whatever i have three of them chugged uh-huh. that's thirsty oh, three energy yeah well do do it out of your shoe if we win because yeah all right. that's what that's the kind of thing i like yeah, yeah. i've never been the shoey i had to do it in victory lane well i never really wanted to do it and i had a fan yell out to me at saint pete when i won and they're like do a shoey i'm like and they're like shoey shoey and so you can't say like no so i was like all right well I'll do it. And then it's just become a thing. Now, IndyCar, like every time I win, I have to like get a photo of me doing a shoey and everything. I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't love this. I didn't create this. It's not a thing, but I guess I'm from down under and we do it down there. So we are you, are, are you doing it out of your race worn shoe or are you, you have yeah. like another shoe on deck? Okay. Yeah. Uh, see that's, that's it. The, that's the boot. Norman are they new shoes? Do you get new shoes every week? Uh, every Every couple, I probably have have new shoes. Yeah. Is that yeah. considered cheating? Because well, you're not you're not getting the full effect of the stank in the shoe. No, no, yeah, yeah. What, what if I mean, what I'd if hate to do it. I'd hate to do it out of a shoe that's like like a year in. That'd be bad. Like this kind of that, shoe. Look how oh, that's pretty that's bad. It's wrong. No way. I'm, I'm not like, wearing these to do a shoe. Oh no, no. How about, how about this? Just, what's that? If you are coming up on a race that you're like, oh, I think I think we're gonna have a good chance to win, are you like requesting clean shoes because you're like, hey, we're probably gonna win or have a better chance of winning? Let's Ooh. let's get the new shoes on deck, right? Let's get. I don't mind it. I don't mind. That's a great question. It's something I've never really thought of. Um, but no, I, I haven't done that initially. But I, I think that's a great point. If I feel like I'm going up to like Mid Ohio, like where we won last year, maybe I just get a, like a new shoe, make it easy on myself if we do win. But yeah, or I'm gonna take some notes about Hayden. this. Let's just request like new shoes every round, and then then we're good. <laughs> I'm gonna make sure you get the new shoes. We'll keep that. I think that's an okay rule. I think they'll. Oh. You think that's okay? Yeah, new that's fine. That's, that's fine. All right, we're good with that. So you were talking about. I heard you mention Bus Bros. I mm. have actually looked into this. I think the relationship between you and New Garden is hilarious. So we don't know New Garden as well as we know you or like Connor, but. Mm the content that you guys have is like right up my alley. Like it's kind of just like that off the wall absurdist comedy and it's fun <laughs> yeah. and it's a good time. And, yeah. and one thing that I've noticed, um, you know, is that when you guys are together, y'all vibe high, y'all are both going to be running in the Rolex 24, which is going to be a big deal. Um, how did all of that get roped in? And uh, what are your expectations for that race? Yeah, like I think yeah, we do have a pretty genuine relationship, me and Joseph. But we are very competitive, so there's there's been points where we uh, butt heads a little bit. But like it's nothing. Like I'd rather do that than be fake towards towards each other. And I think way. that's why. Yeah, I think that's why Bus Bros has gone so well. Bus Bros is just 
mate, like we, we started it. We had no idea what we're doing and just talk absolute rubbish. And it's somehow people have got on board and loved it. And, um, We've really enjoyed it so we've got a lot and it sort of enables us as well to be a little bit like ourselves we're pretty like we're like having a bit of fun and and um not taking it too seriously especially off the track but when we are in track it's like right in you know but the rolex thing sort of come along um i was sort of looking for a ride and and joseph actually messaged me and said hey message email this dude um they're looking for another driver it'd be cool to race rolex together and then LMP2, you know, whatever. And I'd never done this before and never done the race. And I'm, I've always wanted to do it. And, and I ended up emailing the guys at Tower Motorsports or my, like the people that look after me did. And, you know, we just went from there. And the deal was done in maybe less than a week. So, it, um, yeah, it's worked out really good to start with the 24-hour this year, this weekend or next weekend. And, um, yeah, really excited. It's just it's going to be fun to race with Joseph in a different sort of capacity back to sort of my roots, how Bathurst was, you know, doing driver changes and whatnot racing at night. Hopefully I really want to do like a, I'd love to do like a 1am, 2am shift. It'd be awesome. I think it'd be yeah. just such a, that's what I was going to ask if you knew like yeah. what time you were going to be running. I don't know, but I know if I do run at like 2am, I'm going to have to like rip a Celsius or rip like a, 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 a espresso just to get me going. I'll be um, out there in the grass, like doing nice. like, like probably like like acrobatic shit like just randomly yeah yeah, yeah you'll be like that guy like with the fireworks just watching the fireworks and stuff just doing acrobats yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. well we're yeah. gonna have some fun with it for sure but yeah, yeah um i i can't wait to do that i know that dale is excited as well it'll be our first time going to the rolex 24 yeah um, me too and uh yeah so see yeah that's that's even better so there's big energy around that are you gonna bring the pikachu suit because you've wore that a lot. I've seen you wear that in a lot of stuff. So it's safe to I, say you're a Pokemon guy. Oh uh, yeah, a little bit of a Pokemon guy. But I actually threw that bad boy out. I sweated through, like sweated so much in that thing, and just it was like it was rank. No. So yeah, yeah. Oh, I R. wore R. it on like a ninety-five. You get a Charizard one. What's that? You get a Charizard one. Oh, Charizard. Yeah, yeah. He's he's a, he's the OG, and he. But I got a Pikachu one because it's like. I mean, he's just, he's, he's the guy, you know. Everybody knows Pikachu. Yeah, it's yeah, classic. Exactly. Right? What are actually... your three favorite Pokemon? Well, I don't know anyone other than those two. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. That, that Squirtle. Me. Squirtle. Like, like we're that. talking, we talked to like, if we're sitting there talking to Connor, he's like, dude, I just opened up new uh, packs. And like, I'm talking yeah, to you, he's like, I got those guys. Like, those no. are the guys. Yeah. I know Pokemon. I heard about it. But I, like I'm not like right into it. But like I'm a Pikachu guy if I am a Pokemon guy, right? Okay. So, like, everyone's a Pikachu guy. Absolutely. You know what? Pikachu has like electricity, right? Isn't that what Pikachu is like? So yeah. is he like this... the most strongest person? He's like the strongest one. Like no, nah, I wouldn't no, say. I thought that. it was like I thought it was it's like, like Mewtwo. Mewtwo. Oh, okay. How do oh, we both do that? Like Holy shit. Little... I sort of know what you're talking about. Yeah, I you was do. a big Pokemon kid, dude. I went to books a million and played tournaments, dude. It was that was all oh. in, dude. Yeah, you were See, right, I, dude. I did that with Yu-Gi-Oh, but you could play with me too. You ever played Super Smash Brothers, Scott? No, I haven't. I, no, hey, no, dude, I don't Smash. Know. You Same. could play. You, it's you could play as Mewtwo and Smash. So that's kind of where I remember Mewtwo. It was like he's like a badass like pink thing it's like yeah i don't know how to describe just yeah. generates yeah. like space balls out of his hands and he'll just like blow you to oblivion yeah. kind of like our oblivion that that's the the right word um, but what i was gonna go with real quick um we had a great conversation with connor about 
Indy 500 and kind of the state of IndyCar. And Indy 500 is what got my attention into the sport a long, long time ago. And I've been coming to Indy for a long time. It's like my second mm-hmm. home. And we reiterate it so much as NASCAR guys. To me, the best motorsports event on earth is the Indy 500. And I think the best sporting event to go to on earth is the Indy 500. Take it even mm-hmm. further. What has been your experience with, uh, you talk about how Bathurst is a big party environment like that. The Indy 500, if you if anyone ha- has been, you know the Indy 500 is a big party event like that as well. And the stake, the high stakes of the race, is there, there's just nothing like it. So what has been your experience? I know we talked about going out in Indy uh, mm-hmm. at a different time, but the whole vibe on that weekend, uh, just just take us away on what that event has been like to you. Yeah, look, so like last year was probably the first time that I've been to the event in full capacity or been a part of the event at full capacity. So it was incredible, just the parade and, and how it goes on. I think what the, one thing that's really cool about Indy is, and the 500 is it's not just Indianapolis that gets around. It's like the whole state, like like the whole, that whole Midwest area, like it's just pummeled with people and, and tradition and you know, there's people in the houses, you know, when you drive into the track, you know, they got flags up, you know, they're dressed up their houses. Like everyone in town at that point is there for the race or knows the race and is, is all in on the race. And it's, that's what I like. But then you've also got like the snake pit. You've got like, you know, the bits and pieces outside of it that people have no idea about the race or don't want to know about it. All they're there is to have a good time and party on Memorial Day weekend, which is really cool. And I think... I've never been that emotional before like a race, but man, like when the, when they're doing like the minute silence and bits and pieces and and saluting the troops and listening to the national anthem with the jets flying over, dude, it's the most patriotic thing I've ever been a part of in my life. And it's like such, it makes me like, I'm not a citizen yet, but it makes me want to be a U.S. citizen. And I, and I will be one day. I'm going to go, I'm going to go for it. And it's like, it's such an amazing, it makes you like well up and, Initially, the first year when it all happened, when I raced in 21, I, like I, I sort of teared up a little bit because I think it was a big moment. Mum and dad weren't there, couldn't get over because of COVID, was so over it. But then I actually did it. I teared up again last year just because I think it was, just, again, the moment. And, and I was like, no, nah, well, that, that was a filthy excuse with mum and dad. Look, they were right behind me at the time. Like, it's just that moment is just like unreal. It's it's one of the most coolest, most exhilarating pieces of, you know, motorsport you can ever see or do or be a part of. It's, it's amazing. How difficult, how difficult is the race itself just for people that don't know much about it? It's tough because just, you know, it, one, it goes by so fast, but if you make one mistake, you just, you're done. Like you, you're absolutely finished, whether it's in the pit lane, um, you know, whether, you know, through a pit stop or coming out of the pits or, at the start of the race, you can just find yourself on the back foot so easily. So I've had really two bad races there. Uh, and it's purely, I think, with a bit bad, bad experience. Like the first year we were running a pretty solid sixth and I sped into pit lane, which just killed me for the day. I was basically a lap down for the rest of the day. And then, um, you know, last year I got caught. You know, you've always, one thing around that track, you're always constantly looking at the wind and, and what the car's doing and, you know, the flags above the grandstand, you're looking at those and figuring out what you're going to do with the car. You know, if you have a little bit of a headwind going into turn three, a tailwind, sorry, going into turn three, it's going to understeer in the middle of the corner and get tight and push you out to the fence. So I'd sort of set up my car that I was going into turn three and I'd set my car up or I've got a bit of a tailwind. I'm going to set it up so I have 
a little bit more softer front bar so I can turn in a little bit harder. And I the, the wind dropped as I turned in and I had adjusted for, for more turns. So the, the car was really aggressive to the corner and it just snapped and boom, I was in the fence. And it was like a 75, 80 G hit. Like when things go bad there, wow. it's like, it's what, like it just happens like that. It was, it, it was crazy. Yeah. Like a flash of time, like that, that, that right there, like what you just said, like everything you just said is the gap between like regular people and race car drivers. You're going 200 and something miles an hour looking at the way that a flag is going and you can (laughs) process that. Like 240, 240, right? Yeah. That is. You you sort of, you've got to preempt it. You're thinking, okay, well, I need a little bit, maybe a softer front bar to get it turned a bit faster and then you get to like the middle of the corner and the wind drops and it just turns too hard. You snap and you go into the fence. Does and everything there, we, slow down when you're, when you're in that? Uh, I, I think it's all relative. Like when you're running with the field, it's, it's like, you know, Oh, this is not that fast. This is all right. Like you just get used to it, but it's when something goes wrong or, or you have a moment coming to pit road or you have a moment out there and crash. Like that's when it's like, wow, like, this is not this is no bullshit yeah. like, this is like, i was yeah, going like, to space like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely <laughs> like oh man like that that those hits were two of the biggest hits i've had in my career and it just happened in like three seconds it was nuts shout out to our guy that lost 20 grand like that right yeah like he would have been just like probably got hit in the guts just as hard as i did but it uh, was the simulator it was yeah, in, in yeah. a different in a different way yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 that was it dude that that is something else i can't wait and i hope that everybody listening to this or watching this gets to an indy 500 at some point or indy ty- any type of indy car race whatsoever it is just a majestic thing i've fallen in love with it i i like to look at it like i said i call them like space cars you know mm-hmm. i consider you a rocket man uh mo- yeah. most guys that that ride that it's a great song you elton john guy yeah yeah i, I get him yeah no dramas are you can I you sing song- rocket man um no, no, I won't sing that for you right now, Chase. Uh, Sorry, mate. But, okay. Um, <laughs> it's not I, very I, many guys that will. Yeah, no, I think he does a way better job than I, I, I can do. Right, I'll sing it for you That's one fair. day. Yeah, I'll one, it out one there. day. We'll have. I guarantee you, I'll sing it for you if it came on at the club next time we're out. All right, that's a go. bet. I'm gonna mark there that down. Speaking yeah. of bets. By the way, uh, second IndyCar driver that is about to go into Wheelman Wagers. Are you? Uh, I found out you're a football guy. We had to make Massive sure it wasn't football. with the feet. Yes, this, I had, uh, this motion. I had four fantasy teams this year. That four? was that was. Intense. Oh, did you yeah. win? Did you win a Super Bowl in any of them? I got to one. One got to the playoffs, <laughs> but then I was Damn. out. I got to the semis, and then yeah, I. I actually, um, yeah, I just, you know, I got beaten by like a dude. I think he had, I can't remember who it was, but he had like 50 points one week and just, uh, he, he got lucky. It, was, it pissed me off actually, but anyway. Dude, the guy, the guy that won our league, well, I have a long history of, a, of this one dedicated league of like this crew of guys that I grew up with. Yeah. The guy that won our Super Bowl and his Super Bowl week started like, I mean, the most obscure fucking players ever. And, and they all went off. And we yeah. all didn't want him to win, and he fucking won. Yeah, I finished. La- I've never finished last in my league in like twelve years of fantasy football, and I finished last this year because one I- thing that screwed me, I Hurts as my QB, and um, he was out those last two or three weeks, and it killed me because he was getting like 30, 35 points like a week without even trying. He was a monster. So I had to like rely on Daniel Jones, and that was just like just pull at the heartstrings pretty hard he was all right but he was going off and on like a light switch as well 
Yeah, and he was. I mean, Jalen Hurts, they, that scheme is so good with how they run the ball, and he, I mean, the volume of 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 rush attempts that he gets was like it, it's insane. It, it's mm-hmm. he's just a mega scoring guy. So yeah, uh, the best team in our league had Jalen Hurts. Same thing. He lost in the semifinals because he oh. had to start like he had to start Brock Purdy, and he didn't have the best game ever. And that's yeah, I feel so bad. That's fantasy football, man. It sucks. Mm-hmm. It's heartbreaking. But right, we're gonna talk. Me. We're gonna talk real football here now. All right. Love it. So the divisional round, we had a super wild card weekend this weekend. It was uh, a blast. A lot of really good football games. We're gonna start here with Saturday night, uh, the Giants at the Eagles, division rivals. So the Giants are seven and a half point underdogs. The over under is forty eight points. And the Giants are plus 270 on the money line. Eagles are heavy favorites here to win this game. Give us your favorite bet out of everything I just said. You like the over, the under, the spread? Where should we uh, go here? No, I like, I'll like. i take the Eagles all day. Minus seven and a half. I think they could easily. You think they cover that? Yeah, I think they cover that. Yeah. Dude, Jan- I, think, Dan- I, think, I, think, I think they have a week off. Jalen Hurts can come back and just absolutely light off. They, they, they're going to be fine. How about it? Dan Jones played really fucking good against Minnesota this past week. But the thing is, he doesn't do it every week. That's the thing. As and you said, and, light switch. And it's Minnesota. Like I think they've been frauds all year. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Her cousins. Yeah. yeah. Oh Drives my god. Don't like that guy. Like his cost. Like yeah. Anyway, that's just. Oh, <laughs> it's just I think yeah. this should be the last year pain. for Kurt. Yeah. What's I that? I really do. They need to find a way. They need to find somebody else. Yeah. I just. It's I, it's, yeah. It's time. Yeah, it is time. Prime time Kirk Cousins. He's he's going to sell minivans now. All right, so we're going to go to the next game on Sunday, January 22nd. The Cincinnati Bengals will face off again with the Buffalo Bills. This is going to be a big game everyone's going to be waiting for. Uh, Three bets right here. The spread is going to be set at five with the Bills favored there. Mm Over-under set at 49. And the Bengals money line plus one ninety, Bills money line minus two twenty five. Which one of those would you want to roll with? I think I take the over. I, I like I, that. I'm big yeah, over guy. I, yeah, no, I'd never take the under. That's for one thing. And I, um, yeah, the, I think the over because I just think they're just two stud quarterbacks. They'll find a way with good wide receivers. I think they'll they'll end up scoring a lot of points. And I don't think either of their defenses have been stellar. I mean, they're not they're not unreal. So I think the over there for sure. Hard to pick a, um, a out of those two, especially how Buffalo played last week, and even the Bengals. I thought the Bengals were going to destroy Baltimore, but they didn't. So yeah, those division close. games, man, like those division games, always just narrow everything, especially yeah. when you played each other twice already. Um, I like Bengals there. I just have to say that. Plus five. Yeah. Give me Joe Burrow, man. They're a great. Yeah, I love Joe Burrow, man. He's like low key. Like that's one. I've got. I've got a man crush on him. He's a, he's an absolute stud. Oh, hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I just love his attitude. His attitude is just just doesn't care. He's, he's just, just like, so cool, man. Like yeah. he's just like the coolest motherfucker in the football league right now. It, yeah. it's, it's insane. And but, he can play, and that's yeah. the best. Thing. He's just he's just a sick dog. Man. He's mad. So I, I do like points there. I do like points there as well. But for the final game, uh, we're going to go Cowboys at the 49ers. Pretty intriguing matchup, especially with mm-hmm. how Dallas just played last night against the GOAT, knocked him out of the playoffs easily. 
Uh, 49ers just routed Seattle. The spread for this game, Niners are three and a half point favorites at home. The over-under is 46. Cowboys are plus 160 on the money line. 49ers minus 190 for the final bet of the divisional round. Wheelman wagers, where should we go? Can I like same game par- same game parlay one? Like yeah, uh, yeah, give it, I'm, give it to us. I'm going big here. I'm going All big. Right. It's uh, I'm gonna go. I'm taking the 49ers because I think they just they're very good, and I think they'll go to the Super Bowl. That's what I think. And then also I'm gonna take their points at over 46. Okay, you want Niners uh minus three and a half or money line? No, minus three and a half. Sorry, yeah, I want Niners minus three and a half with the over at forty six. Wow, an SGP. This first SGP we've gotten from anybody. First SGP. So that's amazing. We do go graphic big, cards home, now instead of videos, so this will play out perfectly. I'm trying mm-hmm. to get the odds on that right now. So if um, you, this is important. I'm a big parlay guy. I love parlays. Me, awesome. me, me yeah. too. Me too. Yeah. I'm a big like touchdown parlay guy. That is like the most Dude, fun really? thing. Love touchdown parlays. Yeah, five dollar sprinkle on one and just see how they go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, honestly, I, I probably get a little too stupid with what I put on them, but <laughs> yeah. I'll probably one, ride one in a million stupid. they pay off. But here's the thing. This is what what's important here so ricky stenhouse is on the top of the leaderboard at three and oh um everything is based off of hypothetical units right so like for every bet it'd be a hypothetical one unit so like if you took a minus 200 money line versus taking a minus 110 spread you're gonna get more return by taking like the minus 110 spread right which could help you in the leaderboard if you tie with somebody if you want this final bet to be a parlay yeah uh, then if you went three and oh you would you would be number one because you, you technically I'm, I'm be four and oh yep no, but it's uh plus two sixty four are the odds on on that that SGP right there. I that's good odds. No, let's so go. I'm, I love this. You you what you're doing right now, Scott, is you are like making your claim to say I'm not fucking around with this three and oh yeah. thing. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna one up it and make it to where no one can beat me. Yeah, like, I mean, if anyone wants the guts to run a same game parlay for the like the AFC and NFC to, uh, playoffs, then be my guest. But didn't no. even have to ask him. Didn't even no. have to ask him. Yeah, that's the energy that we need right there. That's no. what we want. That's what we love. We love it. All right, so we got those locked in. So Eagles minus seven and a half, Bengals Bills over forty nine, and then the first SGP same game parlay Niners minus three and a half, and the over which is forty six to make up. Let's fucking ride this with my wagers. Yeah. No, we're going big. And, All right, and we're big it. overs, guys. We're massive overs, guys, too. Like we've got, we got two overs in there. I, I really think that that Sam Pran bet will hit. That that's not what I think. But I feel the confidence, man. And yeah, I love points too. Life is as big cat Barcelona Big Cat always says, life is too short to bet the under. I just can't. Oh, it is. Can't do I, it. I, I literally can't. ride with that guy. I, I I ride with him. His his um his can't lose parlays hurt me a few times, but look, <laughs> I like the guy. It's I just really so like. fun. Yeah, it's just so fun to ride with them. Yeah. You know, yeah. he radiates great energy. Him, I, and... I listen to those guys all the time. Uh, they they are funny. Those I love PFT. Oh, dude, they're man. the guys. Yeah. PFT yeah. is a uh, that's a wild boy right there. I love that guy. <laughs> yeah. I'd yeah. love to just hang out with those two. It'd be fun. Absolutely. Oh, man. it'll happen one day, I'm sure. Well, yeah, we keep. Do you make picks like this? That's a guarantee. This guy's going to catch some attention for sure. All right, <laughs> yeah. so we. We've got it locked in here. Dude, this has been an incredible 
time and incredible conversation. I can't wait to uh, to see you again at the Rolex and to kick it some at these races. St. Petersburg is going to be the first race of the IndyCar season. That'll be March. Uh, third through fifth, I think. Third March through fifth. Five. Yeah, yeah. March, third through fifth. Mm. And that's in Florida for anybody. Uh, if you're not going to the West Coast swing for NASCAR, there you go. Um, so I cannot wait to uh, hopefully be attending that, man. So it's going to be fun. Thirsty three season. We've made some uh, some good claims on this show. We've made some predictions. We've uh, we, we've had some good conversations. And, and I think for here, I guess uh, it's time to, to close out and uh, let you get back to prep uh, for, for prep preparing for the Rolex 24 with Joseph. So we're going to be rooting for you, man. And we, uh, we thank you again for hopping on the show. Where can no, we I- find you? Where can we find you on social media? Drop your hands. Uh, yeah, appreciate you guys. So, uh, yeah, I'm at smclaughlin93, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, I think the same thing for Facebook. So I'm on all that. And uh, if you really want to get businessy, I'm on LinkedIn as well, but we won't go that far. Oh, yeah. oh, okay. That's, that's yeah. the I know. yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. uh, I have my, my cheap suit LinkedIn photos on there. You got Pinterest, yeah. bro? Uh, Pinterest, no. No, no, I'm not. I'm not a My wife does, I think, but I don't. Dude, that, yeah, that I, I feel like that doesn't even exist anymore. And so then I, on, and on TikTok, I think I'm like user five hundred and sixty-seven thousand eight hundred forty-eight <laughs> or something. Like that. That's the one that counts. That. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what we need to follow. All right, yeah. Scott. Well, look, we will talk to you again soon. Thanks so much. This has been Garage Talk, and we will see you again soon.